Let's give them something to talk about. Talking about songs. Yeah. Egg McStuffing. <laughs> That's pretty good. What do you mean fit that fit it in? Like fit it into before we start recording? Oh, I guess I don't know. I did I say that? Yeah. yeah. Well into our time frame. Alright. Uh yeah, so Claire, usually how it goes is we talk for a little bit about nothing, then we talk about the album, we <laughs> say a song we like the most, we say a song we didn't like the most, and then we give it an overall rating out of ten. Love it. Yep. Uh for people at home, we have a guest today. Um, Claire? Hi, I'm the guest, and I my name's Claire, and I am a, the sibling that has never been invited until now, so. Lost well, sibling episode. You're the first guest. No one has been invited. Oh, I lied. There was a guest in a beta episode. Yeah. Yeah, the cool thing was is that we started it out with that said guest, uh, just started it and had him start. And I've never seen him turn red before until that very moment. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that to you, but I know you would hate that if I just made you start the episode. That There's actually awesome. a, a psychological like manipulation called the Trier Social Stress Test. And what you do is you tell someone that they have to give a speech in like the next five minutes about something. And then when they give the speech, you have a, a few people sitting in the room and they're instructed to not give any positive affirmations or nodding or smiling to the person who talks. And then afterwards, you measure people's stress, and everyone's like, I was going to die. That was not good. And, like, <laughs> it's the most reliable way to make people, like, really stress out is you have them talk, and the audience just hates them. <laughs> it's like the episode of SpongeBob we all know. <laughs> Squidward performing. And then all the food oh. thrown at him. Tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's literally that. <laughs> the fear. It's it's great how much SpongeBob is a cultural touchstone for millennials. Holy sh uh, yeah. Uh, every single meme I see just has SpongeBob. Just has? Right. I imagine if you watch SpongeBob, you could probably pause at any point in time and then take whatever the screen is and then upload it, and then it could be a meme of some sort. That's so true. Like like the there's the one where it's like the I I'm a head out. It's literally just a picture of Spongebob getting up off a chair. <laughs> There's nothing special about it. <laughs> Yet we're all like, yeah, no, no, that, I vibe with that. I get that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I relate, I relate. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so something I relate to is uh, the... The I'm trying to tie it back into our album. <laughs> Which we haven't even introduced to the audience yet. Yeah, okay, ladies and gents, we're doing uh, Zach Bryan's self-titled album, Zach Bryan. Uh, it's a storytelling, action-packed, uh, maybe not action-packed, but very thought-provoking, uh, fun album. Claire actually recommended it to me, and so... That kind of inspired me to put it on for this episode. I initially confused Zach Bryan with Luke Bryan and with the Zach Brown Band. I think country singers, they need to do a better job of not all being the same white guy who all have the same-ish name that's like sort of biblical, nothing crazy. Uh, I feel like Zach Bryan, he should have named himself something else, like Zach Bryan and the the Whiskey... Desperados. 
Yeah, the Zach Bryan band. We can do that. <laughs> no, I actually thought, uh, what, what was his top song? Like, Something in the Orange? Mm-hmm. I thought that was from Zach Brown band the what? whole time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good for them. They're putting out another hit. And it's just like... A- They're doing something that isn't like the successor to Jimmy Buffett music. Oh, no, it's some other guy. <laughs> I found out about him because he sings Dawns with Maggie Rogers. And so I was seeing a Maggie Rogers concert uh, earlier this year, and I was listening to all her music, and then I was like, oh, what's this song? And it was like, with Zach Bryan. And I was like, that sounds a lot like Zach Bryan, or Luke Bryan. (laughs) I can't even get him right. And then I was like, oh, I like it. And then I kept going. And then now I've listened to every single album, and I like more than enough of his songs. He's been getting, uh, he did really well at the, the Country Music Awards. He got like, took home best new artist, best new. Um, oh really? Yeah, in the country musical or something. I don't know. I was got this from Wikipedia this morning during lunch. <laughs> I just googled what the number one song in America is, and it said uh, "Heat Waves" by Glass Animals, but that was the year-end chart of 2022. I'm like, oh no, is it still the Heat Wave song? It's not. I don't know how to see Billboard Hot 100. Let's see, what is the song right now? Oh, it's Paint the Town Red. But I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I remember everything. It's the number five song in America right now. With Casey. Casey. Casey Musk. Ooh, ah, Paint the Town Red. That song's good. That song's got like <laughs> catchy parts to it. I feel like that's what makes a, like a, a pop song have staying power, is if it's not just the chorus that's good, but there's like a funny little thing in the bridge and a funny little thing in the verse. Like if you've got like some extra, especially for TikTok, like extra 30 second clips, that's not just the chorus. Yeah. Also her voice is just so amazing in that song. Ooh, she a rebel. (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Zach Bryan, this album is called Zach Bryan. The cover of the album is Zach Bryan smoking a cigarette. Zach Bryan above it. Uh, what's the other background we need to give? He has a good jawline. Oh, he was born in Japan. He was born in Japan. Yeah, he, he's a he's an army brat. Um, um, yeah, he was born in Japan and then he moved to Oklahoma. So he pretty much raised in Oklahoma, which is a that's a legal place to live if you're writing country music. Yeah. Well, let's well, yeah, it's like... the one guy who's from Australia. Is it Keith Urban who's from Australia? Yep. And it's like, it would be so cool if he did like the Outback style of country music. That would be awesome. But instead, he just does normal country music. Is there Outback Are country? There's Outcast. There's Outcast. Right, it would basically just be country music, but you have to say the word. You have to talk about one like weird Australian animal per song. Yeah, uh, I was drinking Fosters. <laughs> yeah. And a pangolin. I guess pangolins aren't just in Australia. Kangaroos are. That's like the platypus. Platypus? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Only, there's only two platypus in zoos. One is in Australia, and the other one is in the San Diego Zoo. Hey. That sense. I've never seen one. Fun facts. I was once at a bar with a zoologist and I got them to agree with me that if a human and a animal reproduce together, that it would, the offspring would be uh, taxonomically categorized as a monster. 
that wait you were saying yeah. that she was no i was saying that and she's like i guess i agree and i'm like you're a zoologist <laughs> at the san diego zoo so you have authority so like it's official now let's not make that happen okay. <laughs> <laughs> wrong on so many levels can we get uh, back to this uh, album yeah. <laughs> we're smoking the cigarette let's come back <laughs> I realized uh, when we were talking about the previous albums that I would like say things that I heard in other reviews of the album. So what I did with this album, what I think I'm going to do going forward is not look at any critical commentary about the album so that I'm not biased by like what other sources say. Did you... That's cool. This, this is the first time I did look at um, <laughs> where I came on here, which is really funny because sometimes you say some really good stuff, but maybe you just say some good stuff. But now I'm thinking... <laughs> oh, you thought I had an original thought? No, no one's ever had one of those. Yeah. All right, Claire, you want to lead off? What was your favorite song with, on the album? Uh, all right, I'll start. Because uh, I don't know how this works, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite song, I liked a lot of them. Uh, because it's been, before you guys invited me to the podcast, I've been listening to it kind of on repeat. We got a my, fan. On my drive to work, my long hour commute, so I get to go through pretty much all the songs. Uh, favorite it's a song is... four minute Ticking. album, so yeah, perfect for an hour long commute. Ticking is my favorite song, I think. Oh, shoot. Um, that's a, a, a curveball, because it's not one of the popular ones. It's not the one with Casey Musgraves. Uh, I like Ticking, and Smaller Axe comes in a close second. Smaller um, acts. Okay. But Ticking is my favorite. Why is Ticking your favorite? Uh, I, Well, it's super catchy. I think I know all the words. One of the top three songs I know all the words to. But um, I just like the message. I think it's kind of about being writing and traveling and being on the road and not being able to be by somebody because uh, life on the road is hard to date somebody. So you're, you know, one of the quotes was like, I'm in Ohio and then Pennsylvania and something like that. And yeah uh, this is really embarrassing because taking was my least favorite song <laughs> and but claire totally trumps me on anything we get to say because she's been listening to i listened to taking twice um and so the first time i was like oh that was like a little bit on the slower side i was a little bit distracted though i was just going for a walk uh i'll give it another listen so <laughs> like give it another distracted. so you can't walk and listen to music at the same time Ted, Too hard. Ted, you don't get it, all right, <laughs> Mr. Paying attention at school and everything. Get out of here. Anyways, yeah, so I uh, I was like, I'll give it another listen. So I do, I look at the lyrics, and I'm like, the reason why I like this album so much is that he's so, like, he, he knows what, he, he's so emotionally intelligent. Like, he knows, yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is, like, some fear. Like, this is how you think about it. I could write a song about it, even. That's how, like, well-versed I am in all these emotions. And then here he is, he's, like, can't get over a girl. And that's all I kind of got from the lyrics. I didn't really get the part of, like, it's life on the road instead of, like, getting over a girl. It's kind of, like, t in tandem. All I thought was just, like, oh, he's just trying to get over a girl, but he can't. And I just kind of thought that kind of put a, you know, I don't know put an obstacle in his uh, message of just like, hey, here's what I'm dealing with, and I'm just dealing with it so much that I know so much about it. I mean, it already sounds like you're holding him to a higher standard than most pop country, though, because most pop country 
to me is very like barstool sports where it's like, I gotta have my things, you know, all the classic country stereotypes. And I feel like Zach Bryan has a very, a bleeding heart. Like he puts his emotions on the line in a way that most male country musicians that are popular, I have no idea what Morgan, okay, Morgan Wallen, he's super racist, so I don't think about him, but he also is like, oh, woe is me. Yeah, fuck you, Morgan Wallen. But the other, you know, the other popular oh, male there? country artists, uh, let's see, Luke who Combs? else is, like Luke Combs. Luke Combs well, isn't, he's singing about how he has problems with drinking alcohol, but he's not like, he hasn't really, he isn't emotionally intelligent in the same way that clearly Zach Bryan is, you know? Yeah, he, and that's so I, I feel think like, if your least favorite song, it's your least favorite because he's just operating on the average level of a country musician, like, that's already pretty good praise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just gotta find it funny that <laughs> Okay, to be There's honest... There's so many songs, too. I like a lot of them. That was, like, the one that has been my top for the longest. But you'll probably say some favorite songs, and I'm like, oh my god, that's my favorite, too, but I'm not allowed to say more than one. So... <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll listen to it more than twice. <laughs> uh, I had a similar problem with listening to the album because I was listening to all the songs on my bike to work and because I'm biking, I can't remember what songs are and so they all kind of run together so I'd be like, oh, which one is that? And so Wait, I got dude, the classic... What doing is biking and you can't pay attention to them? Oh, I'm biking but I'm avoiding being hit by like seven different undergrads per time going to, <laughs> to work. I know, I'm making fun of you because I feel stupid going for a walk and not being able to pay attention. Uh, okay. Uh, so look at the numbers, Claire. It does seem like King is one of the less popular songs. Yeah. You can just the Spotify lessons. That's all yeah, the shut up. I want to hear The Spotify numbers are very important because like, they show what other people are so the most popular song is I Remember Everything by a long shot. But what do you think the second most popular song is, Claire? Uh, second most popular song is Fear and Fridays. Ooh. Or Overtime. My guess is... Or Isada Sorrow. My guess is Overtime. Wrongo. It is Hey Driver featuring The War and Treaty. Uh, so that's the one, one with Casey Musk. Hundred million views. Hey Driver has forty-eight million, and all the rest have around thirty to forty million. So it's kind of surprising. I didn't expect that one to be the second most popular. I think that's another cool thing about this album. Usually, like if you look at the counts of the songs, it goes like the first song is whatever, the second, third, and fourth songs are always the most popular, and then it just kind of goes down from there. You know. Which is like the classic, like, oh, we got a really good song. Yeah, let's put it right at the start so everyone hears it. But like the most popular song on this album is the 11th one. Second most popular is the fifth one. Like that's kind of cool. No, that's pretty, that's good to know. Do you, do you guys feel like it always, um, usually the top song for an artist is something that they wrote with somebody else or like singing with another artist that's really big? Like I feel like, I feel, uh, I feel like before this album came out, his top one was Don's with Maggie Rogers and mm. that was like and then it was something in the orange or something in the orange and then Don's but like still that was something with another very popular artist and then it boosts that attention for both 
fan bases. You definitely see that with other songs. Yeah. I think with streaming, the streaming era in particular, because the way that you listen to a thing is you search the person's name and then you click them. As opposed to like back when stuff was popular because it was on the radio, didn't matter if you had the big collaboration. Yeah, like I, me, I would go to Zach Bryan and if I wasn't doing an uh, album review, I would just click on the Casey Musgraves one because I'm like, hey, I know my girl Case, so I'll just listen to something. <laughs> Are you a Casey Musgraves fan, Claire? I am. I am. He, she just released uh, a song with Noah Khan, actually, Call Your Mom, and that released yesterday, oh, today, actually, and I've listened to it. Hey. Noah, Noah Khan, your mom. I'll, I'll cut that out. <laughs> Is that a pun? Was that supposed to be some sort of pun? <laughs> I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> oh, I get it. Call Your Mom. Okay, I get it, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Ted, you, I guess, well, oh, sorry. You go ahead, but then you also get to share if you like something or just like one. Yeah. I'm just going to say fuck Morgan Wallen again. It's crazy that they were like, all right, so he got like filmed saying the N word unapologetically in like 2021. And then they're like, all right, you're in timeout, Morgan Wallen. You can't be on the radio for, okay, you're back on the radio popular again like it's it seemed like and he didn't really apologize and then his whole brand is like i'm not a good guy anyways oh i hate him uh okay something i like about this album is i really like the song tourniquet um and i think that was my favorite song and part of the reason why is because it has so i'm a big percussion guy i like when there's big drums and in songs and this album did not deliver on that front. <laughs> but, like, it's not that it wanted to. It's just most of the time the drums are, like, you know, some kind of snare drum every once in a while. Like, there's not even really any cymbals. Um, and so on Tourniquet, I was like, all right, where's, like, the cool sounds? And then there's the guitar going, like, wow, wow. And it kind of just, like, came in and then came out. It was like a vibe. And I really liked that. Uh it reminded me a little bit, Tommy, of one of your favorites, Maggot Brain. The way the guitar was just kind of like not playing yeah. a series of notes, but playing an emotion. Nice. Yeah, totally. Good call. Didn't, didn't think about that. Or like, yeah, the way the guitar was like the tone of it was like really sounded like it was in the hot sun for too long. Like it was scorching or searing or bristlingly hot. Like you would put your hand on the guitar and you go, ow. Um, and I really liked that, and by extension, that song, I can't figure out a girl or an ex-lover or a friend who's having problems or his, himself, and I like the ambiguity of it because so often country music has no ambiguity at all. In fact, the only ambiguity is, you know, what pun are they going to do on the title in the third verse, where it's like, have a be have a drink on me and then the last time it's like he's dead and so they have a drink literally on top of him because they're drinking at his grave or something like that you know there's always like a little pun that's actually a great one you just came up with a great one <laughs> you're like you're making fun of it but like universal studios is writing it down <laughs> i don't know who's in charge of country music besides uh tennessee 
Oh, Morgan? Yeah, it's Tennessee and, and Morgan. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? Is, is Tourniquet the one where it was about the plane in Montana? Yeah, what's it like there's a disaster in Montana? Is it like the friend was the reason why the plane was delayed? Like, I don't know, it's mystery. What do you guys think it's about? Uh, probably a, a weather delay. Oh no, the song <laughs> in general, not just, just, the, not just the delay of the plane. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, it's very confusing. I also yeah. get confused because I'm like, I th that was one of my other top ones, but <laughs> I just couldn't understand the message. I feel like that was kind of I, another one that I had a hard time understanding the message. Which can I bring that up? Mm -hmm. Thanks, great. We're gonna oh. talk about that. <laughs> is this your? Is this okay? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, this is not. This is not my least favorite. I hey, really like this one. We don't need actually. labels. We don't do labels. Is um. Uh, Jake's Piano dash Long Island. Ted, this is probably one that blurred together, or you thought were two separate songs on your bike ride, because I thought they were two separate songs when I walked. You are correct. It starts off super slow, and I was like, I don't like this one. It's super sad, and, you know, I didn't like that emotion. But then the second half of it, from the organ, it changes to a really cool, there is a little bit more percussion and guitar, you know, chords that were really fun to listen to, but I couldn't understand what the message was when Jake is clearly not a female that he was potentially seeing or whatever, which was in the Long Island part of the song. And it was just very confusing what was going on, but I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And so just confused on the emotion or the story of the lyrics. But then again, it also doesn't have to have a story that makes sense. You're reading something. What are you reading? Or what are you pondering? <laughs> I'm reading the lyrics. I'm trying to make sense of what the lyrics are. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's another thing that I like. I, people don't just say love songs. And when there's a you implied in the song, that could be you meaning like a metaphor. It could be like a family member. It could be like a friend. It's not always like, you, 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 and it's like, oh, they're going through emotional turmoil with their relationship. It does seem like this guy has a hard time knowing when to go to bed. There's like seven or eight lines throughout the whole album where it's like, I was drinking and it was dawn again. And I'm like, buddy, go to bed. <laughs> Gotta have water. How many times have you ever accidentally pulled an all-nighter? I have never accidentally pulled an all-nighter. I've never on purpose either. Oh, um, maybe I have when I was really young. I think I've had a couple oh, accidental all-nighters. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, but, you know, you regret it the next day, which is probably in half all the songs that he says. <laughs> <laughs> right. He gets paid country music. And he's, you know, got reasons is the thing. Yeah, a really good th time to have a regretful songwriting experience is, yeah, when you're like, shoot. I slept horribly. I feel like that's when I am in the worst mood ever. Um, and Clara, what's your song you don't like? Since you like the album so much, what's, what do you hate? The song, I, I can't say hate. I say I don't seek it out, is Tradesman. And that's because I don't really know the song. I listened to it twice a day. And I've been through the album a bunch, but that was one of the songs that just got kind of lost or stopped before or something like mm -hmm. that and so i listened to it today and i just was like 
it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I I didn't get the whole like, oh yeah, I like I would like to listen to this, you know, bike riding or driving in the rain or on a walk or at the beach or by a campfire. It was just like a okay. I like that as a list of places to listen to songs and have an emotional reaction. <laughs> That's basically all of the times where you listen to a song and be like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Oh, also on an airplane. That's another good oh, one. Yeah. Airplane is a good one. Someone someone tweeted where it's like, if the song doesn't sound good when you're driving a car, then it's just not a good song. And I hate to agree with it because that's kind of, because it's very definitive, but it's quite right. Yeah. The car I drive has horrible mid-range. And so if you're driving on the highway... It just literally all you can hear is like the hi-hats and the bass, and it sounds horrible. Hey, horrible mid-range. Are we talking about your car or your golfing ability? Oh, I thought you were talking about my jump shot. I haven't even swung a golf club in like <laughs> eight or nine years. Oh my. <laughs> that's, that's I literally, so the last time I swung a, a golf club, Top Golf was like a barely invented as a company. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom, what's your song stuff? Okay, so I said my least favorite. <laughs> Start off and Claire with... said her favorite. Boost it happened up. to be the same song. So <laughs> I'm going to go with my favorite song. Um, I actually liked uh, Hey Driver. It's the one with the feature. Okay. It's uh, featuring the war and the treaty. Um, and I think it's just a good culmination of Zach Bryan just kind of knowing himself. He's like, so first off, he pulls in, oh, from the very start of the song, he says, hey, Mike, go ahead, Mike. This is your song. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's so cool. You never hear of an artist doing that. Tyler, yeah. the creator, a really good album. And then I see him live. And he like, he's like, yeah, this is my album and everything. And I'm like, I know. I know there are so many other people who've worked on this. But you're the only one on stage. So you can just say that. That's okay. Fine. But it's like, Zach Bryan's like, at the start of the song, it's like, this is your song, go for it. And then he allows someone else to sing a beautiful chorus. The War on the Tree, just beautiful voices. And I think that's another thing that Zach Bryan knows is that he might not have like the most like soulful, powerful voice in terms of like uh, instrumentally, you're looking at your voice as like an instrument. He may not like be that strong. He's really good at guitar and he's really good at writing like po poems and lyrics and everything. But that's why he pulls in the feature. It's an excellent source of uh, use of the feature. Um, mm -hmm. Have a great chorus, and then and then he goes into talking and and singing and strumming his guitar, and he's pretty much just saying like, you know, I'm on the road. This is all the stuff that's happening, and it's a bit lonely, and and you feel as if he's just driving past his own life, and he's just like, yeah, I could pull over right now, or I don't. My daddy says never to do that. You know, just kind of like throwing in these messages that he knows and he keeps in the back of his head while he's just going through life. And this is just his life. And then, oh, the chorus again, it's just so good. Yeah. No, that's my second favorite song. I really, the the lyrics of that one really hit. I, I think that there's also one thing I want to touch on that is, I think in this song, but in a lot of songs, where he will do this like, tongue twistery sort of like lyrical run that's very Zach Bryan. Like I haven't heard other people do this. We'll be like the righteous lumpy son-in-law, the man who sees the simishma, you know, like he'll like put <laughs> together like some words and, and sometimes they're really exactly multi-syllabic. Yeah. 
You did like, so well. Yeah, but yes. also, I like to imagine that this combined his self-professed drinking problem means that he probably stumbles over those vocal runs a little bit in his live shows. He's like, shoot, why did I put so many consonants in such rapid succession? Uh, but I really like that. Like, so rarely do artists have a, a thing they do where you're like, oh, damn. And in this song and in a couple other ones, let's see, what's the one he does here? <laughs> maybe they don't, maybe it's not in this song, but it's in other ones. Uh, but you guys know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I think it's in Ticking, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Look up Ticking, because I think it's in... Hopeful There's one, one in the Lumineers track that was like, I was trying to sing it. Also, I was so ready to hate the Lumineers because I hate the song Ho oh, Hey, but I realized that maybe they do more than just them oh, noise. Okay. <laughs> Is the song called Ho oh, Hey? Yeah, <laughs> no. by Lumineers, oh, okay. but not the one with them. It's called Stranger or something. No, it's called... Forgot. Uh, it is called Spotless. Spotless, there you go. <clears throat> yeah, I really like that song. Me too. Another good message. I like a ball. Ted, did you say both your favorite and least favorite ones? Oh, my least favorite is uh, Fear and Fridays. <laughs> what? It's your, le your least favorite is Fear and Fridays? Yeah, I don't like the apostrophe in the title. It really hurts. I hate when they do that. Uh, Wait, which one? The, the poem or the actual the song? Uh, the poem. The startup one. Really? Wait. Oh, uh... yeah. Well, that's not a song. That's like the poem part. That doesn't count. You can't pick that as your <laughs> song. I'm gonna call BS on that one. Try again. Okay. Okay. Roll the flag. Need to get clarity here more often. I like that she like she calls you for calls you out for reading something while she's talking, <laughs> and then picking the wrong song. <laughs> I like that. Have you have you guys listened to smaller acts? I assume because you yeah. listen to the old album. I know, but I, what is what is it called when the voice gets like that, like the the lyric or the tone? I don't know. It's all like oh, I don't know. More. Cool. So in okay, in the one with the Lumineers, he's got your heart knows deeper seasons than my eyes ever will. I'm a self-destructive landslide. If you want to be the hill, which is like he says it real quick and fast, and then in Tickney. Yeah. He, they say the fighting friend in okay son the reckless reckless hopeful one one once was proud of everything he did do you remember 25 yeah long yeah. legs and long times yeah. yeah i feel like you would stumble over that like it's not so like you know ooh, ee, ooh. <laughs> one time um that's cool dj and i wrote raps and then we played like some crappy SoundCloud just uh, beat and then tried to rap our raps. And I wrote down stuff that was way too difficult and had so many words in one line that I couldn't do it. And I feel like Zach Bryan's kind of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have any percussion to stay on beat with. If he just slows down and then just strums slower, song bends to fit his words. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um, Wait, so you brought up that stuff, Ted. Yeah. Sorry, Claire. And then, what was the, was that, were you bring up? It was Fridays, oh, Fear Fridays. Fear Fridays. apostrophe makes you mad, but not a song. The next one. <laughs> okay, sorry, I can't, I'm so bad at, so I have a confession to make. I've been listening to a lot of Insane Clown Posse rather than this album. 
<laughs> I live in Michigan now, and so I wanted to learn more about Insane Clown Posse. Their first album, I think that we could do a better job rapping than them if we just hated women more. Uh, but it's surprisingly anti-racist. Like, basically, they'll be like, I hate women, I want to beat up women, I also hate racists, I don't like the South because they're racist in the South, and I want to beat up women. So I actually don't have a not favorite song because I was too busy listening to a whole bunch of songs I didn't like. God. What? Wait, okay, so then why? Okay, you just don't like the apostrophe. I don't like the apostrophe. Can you let me have that? Yeah, but um, the poem is really good because I really like what he says about Fear and Fridays, how they're similar, is that like it's only half of how bad it is or something. Shit. <laughs> also, uh, I the fact that you're leading off a country album with a poem you wrote, like that's uh, if you're like that's a awesome. tough bro country guy, like what's what's their name? Who's the guys who do cruise? Florida Georgia Line. They could never write a poem in their yeah. life. Florida Georgia Line was like, they even they had a song. I used I tried to Baby, listen. To that. They had another song where they were, it was about basically addressing racism and they were like, Hey, like we're different from you guys, but we can all get along. And they literally couldn't bring themselves to mention race. <laughs> like they were afraid of saying anything about race at all. It's like, Ooh, that probably means you're really racist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you just can't, can't talk about it. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Can't talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Can't cool. So you. Yeah. Um. Claire. Yes. Out of ten, how would you rate this album? I give it an eight point five. Nice. Hey. We can round that up to a nine. You want to round it up? Are we allowed to? You could no. Just say that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get her to to say nine because there's so many. It's so easy to say seven out of ten or eight out of ten, but it's hard to put your finger on and be like nine. Well, I mean, with them, like my Spotify is gonna come back and say you listen to a lot of Luke or not Luke Bryan, <laughs> Zach Bryan <laughs> this year, and it's gonna be like you listen to this album and this album and this album and this album. I do think that I like a lot of his older songs and his newer album. Um, a little bit more, but I do still like a lot of the songs in this album. So yeah, I you know what? I'm gonna say a nine because it was hard to pick a bad yeah. song. And that's kinda cool because usually albums I'm like, I don't like this song, this song, this song, or this song, but I like the rust. Oh. And not in this album. That was hard to pick a, a bad one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not an album person, but this album Yes. yes. That's 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 something good to say. Ted also couldn't pick out a bad song. But he gave it an excuse, saying that he was busy. I was too busy doing just... some dumb thing that allows me to have an excuse. Uh, so how... Look how dark it is by you. Yeah, wow. <laughs> how, how, how would you rate it, Ted? I would give this album, so I gotta rate it in two ways. There's the how much I like it, and there's the how good it is. I like it a three out of ten. No precaution. Wait, wait, it's, so there's how much I like it, and there's how good it is. I feel like for this album, there's a discrepancy, because I can tell that it's good. I think objectively, it's something like an 8, 8.5, 9 out of 10. Like, it's really well thought out. But it's just not up my alley. 
It's so slow. It's percussive. Not percussive. They, they talk about ideas and heartbreak. I want them to talk about, like, words of the mind. Like, it's just not Ted Core. And so for that reason, I enjoyed it like a three. I'm not going to come back to this album and listen to it again. But I respect that it's good. I feel like that's why I listen to it a lot, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> because <laughs> it was right up my alley, and I can't say I was, <laughs> you know, just totally, like, in agreement that, like, oh, yeah, Ted would definitely want to listen to this. It was like, what? Ted wants to review this album? Sure, let me go on. I would love to be a part of that because I didn't think you would choose it just naturally. Yeah, we'll get you we'll get you on for the next Conway the Machine album. I feel like that would be a, a, the opposite rating where you would be like, I hate this, but I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I would give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, because I don't really, uh, there's no discrepancy between how much I like it and how good it is. It is the album <laughs> I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. No, I think that, I think you have a good point with that, Ted. But, um, I still give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I thought it was really pushing the boundaries of pop country. Maybe it's not necessarily pop country, but it's definitely country. It's definitely pushing it as a male If there's more music story. like this, I think the world will be a more thoughtful musical place. Like, it's really cool that this is really popular, right? I, I like when thought-out, vulnerable music that isn't generic goes to the top. I don't know if I'm getting older or if that's just kind of the way that music is trending. I, a lot of popular music I hear, well, okay, a lot of popular music I hear is like SZA being like, why did you guys like that song? Like, uh, I Killed My Ex or whatever. She's like, that song was so easy to make. Like, I hate that you guys made that one popular. I tried so much harder on the other ones. So there is that pop song. But there are other pop songs, kind of like the, you know, the entire Zach Bryan album, where it's just like, this is thought-provoking. It's a little bit, uh, it's more artistic-minded, uh, I guess you could say. Unless that's kind of bad to say. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think there's certainly stuff that's popular, because it's written to be easy to digest. It's pop, it's like Cheetos. And you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's got salt, it's got cheese flavor, it's got crunch. Like, there's nothing like magical about this, but of course it's good. And there's other pop music that's like, I don't know, good ramen. Where it's like, dang, this is cool. And like, I get why people like it, but also like, it's clever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm having ramen for dinner. Uh -huh. Nice. I'm having stuffing for dinner. <laughs> Egg, Egg stuff stuffing. AJ said it was disgusting. He's like, that's really funny, but that sounds really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I do this every episode. Um, I totally forgot of an album to pick for next episode. Claire, do you want to just pick an album that we do and does that be a new one? Oh, can actually I would like to because I've been intrigued by the artwork on the album. It's Drake's uh, new album with the no. little drawing. No. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom and I went to Colorado uh, with the family uh, for you. Labor Day weekend. This is funny because you said with the family, and uh, I am in this family. And you're part of the family. And this is for the podcast, so I don't have to go into depth. Of, uh, <laughs> you know you were not there, and we're going to move on. But there was a wall mural at the bus stop, 
and it's of a cow that's drawn by a little child that's probably whatever it's a mural from a school right so i took a picture i'm like this is so cool it looks exactly like the album cover for drake except imagine some spots on it and i'm like (laughs) how are they so similar and it's driving me nuts and so everyone's posting about it and i'm like all i can think about is that mural in colorado so so the drake album is, is a good pick because it just came out it's drake but the problem is it's an hour and a half long. Drake loves to make albums. Oh, that cow looks exactly like the new Drake album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? It's it like, really does. <laughs> it's the same and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> but I'm, 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 uh, I can switch it if we want. Also, I don't really know who, uh, what albums just came. Um, you know what you we don't have to do you that. You should though. do the chicken and beer album by Ludacris that you got Tom in back in like no, Christmas of I Oh no, you got for you. You got for me. I got that for you. I <laughs> love I chicken and beer. Chicken and beer is awesome. They've got like, uh, rollout. It's got Saturday. It's got Let's do that Ludacris album. Let's do chicken and beer. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good idea. It's so funny because I stole that back from Claire. Yeah. 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 Champagne, Illinois. Champagne. He's from Champaign, Illinois. He always brags about being from the South. He's not. He's from Illinois. Well, he was. He moved. Twenty One Savage. He's from Britain. He's not from the South either. That is okay, so anyway. funny. Deported. That was so funny. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Wait, are we, are we supposed what? to be bad?" And like, Trump let him back in, and we're like, "What's happening?" <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do let's do chicken and beer by Ludacris. Chicken and beer. Thank you, Claire. This That's a good. fantastic this, pick. This would be good That's because great... I actually if I'm invited back, if I approve, then I I have a Discord too. I can do it from my own place. And honestly, it might be better if you do it from a Discord. Yeah, I, I have a Discord. Isn't this uh, Lego cool. guy scary? Uh, it's awesome. I pointed it out to Tom in the middle of the thing. I was like, <laughs> oh, my It's so dark there. Sure is. All right, I'm going to get going. Thanks for tuning in, gang. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks so much for coming, Claire. I think it was really cool having you on because of how much you like this. And also, like, I don't know, sometimes people get weird when they talk on a podcast. But it just felt like a natural conversation. So I like that. Well done. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Nah. Uh, you're, you're not getting any royalties, though. Nice. Yeah, all the money goes to Tommy. <laughs> Bye. Amazing. <laughs>